Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the Love of Cinema, a pod in which we challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Nailed it. Sort of. <laughs> That's right, people. We try to keep it positive here. If we don't keep it positive for any reason, and that can include talking about this movie or each other or life or other people, you're going to hear this sound. That buzz means that we are going to be taking a drink. That buzz doesn't lie, folks. It so does I hope you not. pour a glass. Drink. Oh, sorry, you finished the intro. <laughs> okay, you know what? Pour yourself a glass, slather yourself with marmalade. Oh, that went to yeah. a dark place. No, I'm going to stop Slather that right it up. now. No. <laughs> Guys, John didn't get the assignment, so he uh, watched the wrong movie. Um, so that makes John and I the only culprits to have done that. Dave, you're, you're holding the fort down. How does it feel to always get the assignment? Well, I made the list, so it's, it's kind of... You did make the list. It was partly, well, it wasn't my fault. No, I, I was very clear that we watched Paddington this week. So anyway, you got, yes. you and John are going to be talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent um, right after this, because that's what John watched yeah. and you had already seen it. We're releasing them backwards, but yeah, this is, uh, this is happening just that's before right. we talk about it, but you'll hear it just after you hear it. So this is the Paddington 2 episode. This is, <laughs> this is part of our Should Have Seen That By Now series, which we'll explain a little bit more about what that means to us in this podcast, because this film has come up several times in our podcast, Paddington yes. 2. Um, and also recently, come up, uh, in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent as well. I was going to shout that out. It did yeah. come up in Unbearable Weight, which seems to be a movie that everybody likes. And um, people are listening to our podcast and seeing us on YouTube. So please, let's use that as a, a cue to find us on the socials. If you like what you're hearing, if you have any questions about our gimmick or anything or about us, Dave set up a link tree. So Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, uh, obviously YouTube, Facebook. We got yeah. it all there. You can find all it. Right. Yeah, let's, let's shout out our... Um, our, our our fucking sponsors. We got Carlos Barozzo. He's a beer sponsor. Find his ep- shit in our fucking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, shout out our sponsors and you just proceed to abuse them. It's a- <laughs> and then um, all the music is provided by the artist Dasein. That is D-A-S-E-I-N. Find him on SoundCloud.com slash Dasein dash artist to hear more music, maybe try to rip some of that music for your student film. Just give us a shout out and tell us you're doing so. <laughs> Anything else uh, you want to do before we uh, start setting up Paddington uh, 2? Let's, let's just sit. Let's, like, and the, I think the question we need to ask is, uh, how did we get here? How did we get to Paddington 2? What's the story behind this episode? Well, it was your guest. Well, that we're all, we're all friends was, with it, him now. It was, but... Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, yeah, it was a guest host of the show that we had, Ryan. Uh, and he raved about this movie. And then there was, straight after he raved about this movie, there was the incident where someone dug up a Rotten Tomatoes review of Toy Story Citizen 2. Uh, oh, no, Toy Story 2 was the first, the first one to, to knock it. Oh. So basically, yeah, Citizen Kane they found a negative review of, so that dropped it on Rotten Tomatoes. Toy Story 2 took over, and then this one popped above Toy Story 2. So Paddington 2, I think currently still, yeah. has the highest Rotten Tomatoes score. I just looked this up. And actually, a reviewer, how fucking petty is this? A reviewer contacted Rotten Tomatoes and said, no, I wrote a negative review. And so they knocked it back down. Not Toy Story 2 is back on top. That reviewer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. very complicated. Yeah. So to, to recap, Ryan. The internet sucks sometimes. Ryan was, Ryan was doing live shows in Tokyo, I think. Um, during And then the pandemic hit. And it was everything was fucking shut down. So Ryan was watching like two movies a day. He watched hundreds of movies. He guest hosts on our podcast. And we said, what was your favorite movie you watched? 
this year. And he said Paddington too. And we, uh, we were like the shit out of him. Like, we, I mean, we <laughs> roasted him because he, I mean, he, he saw 500 movies. He saw classics. He saw, he saw so many movies and out of nowhere did we expect Paddington too. And he was like, guys, I'm a hundred percent serious. It's Paddington too. And then very soon after, as Dave just said, Paddington and, too. Was and it's obvious, one of it's obvious that the, uh, the writers of Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent have listened to our podcast when that <laughs> yes, happened because right. they did, had the exact same thing. Yeah, the Daniels were 100. Yeah, they were definitely tuning in to us. So anyway, that's like our brief history and connection. Now, of course, neither John nor Ryan are on our podcast. So Dave and I are going to set the record straight. I should also say this is available on HBO Max. So if you want, well, it's always hard to say pause the episode and come back because I feel like the retention rate is not great. But um, (laughs) it is available now and it is supposed to be one of the best movies of all time. So how about this? We'll try to keep it spoiler free for 10 minutes or so. So that way you can... Let, you can hear what we think of the movie. Whoa, the beer's hitting. Burps are coming. Whoa. <laughs> so listen to 10 minutes, see what we think of the movie, then go back, watch, and come back and drink a beer and, and fucking talk about this movie with us. Yeah. Dave, did you see, I, should, I should ask right off the bat, and I really hope the answer is yes. Did you see Paddington 1? I haven't. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. I, I knew this in, was going to happen. I went, in, I went in cold on this, yeah. Oh. It was it was a, a week. I, I like I took a took our first. We took our first little trip to Boston, like to fl- on a plane, yeah. um, just because driving was a nightmare at this point. And we we're going up to see Neil Gaiman, so the, this week was a write off for me. So I didn't have time to go through the two of them. I wanted to, but I didn't have time. This week is a write off. <laughs> yeah, this week was a write off. All to the business. Is that for your tax? Is that for your accountant? Yes. Yeah. yeah I can <laughs> claim. Taxes. I can claim this entire week, including Neil Gaiman, on my taxes. That's great. No. I love that. <laughs> Your tax guy is uh he's like he's like, damn it, you don't say that shit out loud, Dave. Yeah, if you if you listen if you listen to my podcast, it's like, no, you can't. Um hilarious. Well, I'm kinda glad we didn't watch Paddington One because there's gonna be a lot of people out there that a lot, I should say a lot. There's gonna be tens of people who are listening to our podcast and going, Hey, maybe we should watch Paddington Two and you don't have to watch Paddington One. Or you could do what I did with Fleabag and Mrs. Basil, and I just watched season two, and then if I liked it, then I'll go back and watch season one. <laughs> so why don't you do that with Paddington, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. What was preventing you from seeing it? I mean, it's a kid's movie, yeah, but the cast is great, and it's a famous character. I, I don't know. It just, like, I'm not that big a fan of the the story. I was, like, I was never given access to the, the books or anything. Like, that didn't really catch on in Australia, so there was not much interest from me. Interesting. Yeah, I I had heard of the books and everything. I will say because when I heard the Paddington Two news, I watched the trailer and the trailer was just Paddington fucking up a house. And I was like, this just doesn't seem like my kind of humor. I guess I could see why a kid would like it, but him brush making a mess is humor yeah. isn't. I mean, even even making like a personal mess, you know, when like like uh like meet the fuckers when everything goes wrong like that's not really my style of humor like it's funny but it, it's kind of just it's disturbing and i'm like oh man this sucks like yep. god fuck um so watching that in the as the 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 teaser i was kind of like i don't know if this is really going to be for me but maybe it's like the godfather where some people just say it's too dark for me i know it's brilliant but um i can't keep up with the characters no this movie really is something special and i think we should get into it (laughs) anything else to say before we uh get into this let's do it um so this is of course based on paddington bear or the 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 fucking a Bear Called Paddington was the first book, which came out in 1958. Um, the, the number of titles, it's crazy. I saw it 14 
with a collection of anywhere between like six and 10 short stories within that title. Yeah, but I, it's I also stopped writing in 2017. Yeah, I think, yes, that's right. Yeah. So 50, 60 years though. Um, and some of them were, there were picture books that came out just for younger audiences. So the, the numbers don't yeah. really matter, but a fuck ton in 30 different languages, uh, tens of millions of copies of yeah. these books sold. So in a couple, and there was a couple a of years, show. we'll be reviewing Paddington 32. So, Paddington 32. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> There was also a TV show at some point, um, et cetera. Um, it definitely looks like Mary Poppins. <laughs> so if you want to know what the set is, it's basically Mary Poppins. Uh, but anyway, so they made it now into two movies with Ben Whishaw, a.k.a. the new uh, Q in the Bond series. If you don't know, you're Ben Whishaw. He's also a ridiculously amazing theater actor. He's in a play on the West End right now. And he has won an Emmy. He's fucking awesome. Ben Whishaw is bad patting to bear. Lord, oh my God! This this definitely turns into a who's who, though, like of British film and television. Okay, yeah, the cast is a selling point. So before I even do the plot, are you ready for this? I mean, these fucking Brits, man. It's like they're they're so good. They do children. They just do children's movies better than us. Why? Why is it that American children's movies are unwatchable for adults? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. I mean, what what are they doing differently? Name the last American children's movie that was great because harry potter for instance totally a kid's movie so what was the last like great american kids movie home alone fucking 30 years ago Mm. (laughs) wait i buzzed myself (laughs) i mean i know the disney movies are great i guess i still think the old ones were better i think they had a little bit more richness to it but yeah anyway i i okay enough of that so hugh bonneville and sally hawkins play uh henry brown and mary brown respectively who take paddington into their home you have fucking michael gambin yeah that's yeah. right replacement dumbledore you have and then imelda staunton aka dave loves imelda staunton <laughs> aka the new queen in the the crown but also um mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck was her name in the fifth harry potter movie oh yeah Umbridge. so there Dolores so she, she's aunt lucy who is paddington's like adopted mother and takes her in and, and gets mentioned a lot in this movie and michael gambit is her husband uncle pat's and then uh let's shout about julie walters legend mm. you have fucking um jim broadbent in there yeah you have richard iode has a, a a cameo fucking brendan gleason what a shout out for him and then of course in this film the second film you add hugh fucking grant who i thought was retiring from acting and instead yeah it seems it, like he's doing i love this like he plays a completely insane washed up actor in this oh wait i think <laughs> <laughs> come on he's coming back he had that seven episode hbo series he's coming back he's coming um, back this movie really is about taking care of your out of work actors right you don't take care of your out of work yeah. <laughs> actors society will crumble <laughs> yeah look what um, happens to them <laughs> also we should really stop wrongful imprisonment i think that's uh, something that they really want kids to understand that it's a problem and it needs to end yeah. Um, anyway, it's directed. Both of these movies are directed by Paul King, who uh, apparently was a creator on The Mighty Boosh, which is this very absurd, like Monty Python in the future um, type British show from the first decade of the 2000s that I saw some clips of. And it's very out there, man, especially for an yeah. American audience. I was like, what the shit is this? But he is not going to be returning for Paddington 3, which is in development because oh, he is directing Timothy Chalamet in the new. Gay Wonka, I mean Hot Wonka, I mean Kid Wonka movie. Oh, sorry. 
Wonka Who Fucks. That's the new Wonka movie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I feel I teach voice students to kids. I really hope they don't listen to this podcast yet. Um, they do. It's they, already too late for them. Dave, I'm rambling. Let me just set the plot up and then I'm going to kick yeah. this to you to give us your initial reactions. Kind of spoiler free, even though it's a kid's movie. But Paddington. Now happily. This is on IMDb, by the way. Paddington. Now, I should also write the writers here are uh, Paul King, the director, and Simon Farnaby. And the book is based on the Michael Bond series. Yes. Okay, sorry, plot. Paddington, now happily settled with the Brown family and a popular member of the local community, picks up a series of odd jobs to buy the perfect present for his Aunt Lucy, or I should say Aunt Lucy's 100th birthday. Man, that's an old bear. That's a only, bear only for the gifts to be stolen. Oh yeah, it's barriers. Dave, what are your <laughs> initial thoughts of Paddington 2? I, uh, it's cute as fuck in the first two minutes. I was like, fuck me, this is, this is going to be one of those cute things. What an opening. It just opens with the yeah. bears. Yeah. And it then, like, it basically sets up the plot from the get-go. You know exactly what's going on. It puts him in all these amazing situations. Um, they go, like, when they first because it, the whole thing centers around this book that he wants to buy. And when the first time they show the book, when they're explaining what the pop-up book is. I wrote that down too. It was my favorite moment of the whole It movie. was like, the, the just the production design on this was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Wes Anderson it, went, he, he got mad. He got <laughs> mad. He said, I, all my people have won Oscars for me. And why can't, why can't that be my movie? Yeah. Sorry. It was, it was one of the most beautiful sequences in the film. Like they're literally, it's two CG characters walking through a pop-up book as part of his imagination. It was, yeah, that won me over from the get-go. I was on board for anything that happened after that. And then they introduced you, Grant, and he's like, straight away, you know, there's something to arrive with that guy. Like, mm-hmm. and I I found this a great family film. Like, if you look up the, you know how IMDb has the parents guide? Mm-hmm. You look up this one, the lights are all green. There is like nothing, no profanity, no like drinking yeah. or smoking. Um, no yeah. fucking... Nope. It's, no, it's 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 not Willy Wonka. Nope. Um, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Paddington Three's got a new director though. We'll see where direction they go in. Um, I love this. I thought it was great, and I I like. I would recommend anyone sit down with their kids and watch this because, it even when they get to like the, the bit where obviously he's accused of something and he's put in prison. That's the basic plot of the movie. Um, yeah. but they they explain it enough like they hand hand feed you enough that the kids are going to get it but they don't do it so much that the, the adults are tuning out if, if you get what i mean it's like it's really well paced and written for hey, both I, audiences i want to know what this is like for kids because it seems like it is a kid's movie made for adults like, yeah i i actually thought i was the target demo i thought they were going to just go right at my heartstrings and just say kids can watch this too i mean it is so um, it is so amazingly charming and so well done. Yep. Um, Heartfelt means well. The plot fucking cooks. It really moves and it yeah. does not feel like it. Like I, I only knew that because I was writing like things down because I just wanted to like be like, I just need to mention this tomorrow. I can't forget this, you know, <laughs> which I I don't want to do. I also feel bad. I spoiled something to you, Dave, because you mentioned it. It's not even that much of a spoiler because it happens like 30 minutes in, but it was a fucking prison. I, I yeah. was like, who, I was like, who are these sick, sick writers? We have the most <laughs> likable character of all time, and he's in prison, <laughs> and like actual, real, like real prison. 
Not yeah. like, uh, oh, again, this is like a, a funny sequence. Like, it was heavy. I was like, a, these motherfuckers. It is a, like, it, it's a great sequence. And then it kind of, like, they go down that road of, like, what kindness can get you. It's, again, it sends oh, a great message God, in a weird, a weird setting. They picked a hard setting to do that in, but nailed it. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I, I originally wrote down it's like Mary Poppins meets Amelie. So it's like a cool little world that they live in. But then, yeah. they, then all of a sudden, they, they started messing with it in the most, in the most incredible ways. Like some of the rules, I, I, was like, I, wrote, I think I was thinking at some point, I was like, I don't know what the rules are. So I don't even know if they're breaking them. But I feel yeah. like, I feel like when, when you're sure of your tone and when you're sure of your, your story and your characters, that you really can get away with a lot. Like when he flies a goose over a lake, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is in their rules, but like, thank God they it's did that. Totally in their rules, yeah. Well, and, then, and then they see the goose is like, even the goose is like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, they, like all of these little details, yeah. they just, because sometimes with these kinds of whimsical movies, again, I'm going to knock on Americans as if I know, as if I can make a better movie, but they, they, they do things to be clever and funny and they, yeah, they try to be, they, they, they think they justify them, but the, the, it doesn't really come across on the screen, but they print it anyway. And this like, <laughs> when Paddington, he's like, I'm going to ride, the, I'm going to fly a goose across the lake. And Hugh Grant, he's chasing him through Hugh Grant turns and he thinks it's crazy. And the goose thinks it's crazy. And Paddington doesn't. And I get, I get the whole scope so I can see what's going on. So like, I'm like, I'm well taken care of as the audience member here. Yeah. But, and, and the, the moments that you have the, the, the famous, cause the, the villain, like Hugh Grant, really is i think he's the reason that this is a 10 instead of a nine for instance like he, his character is so good and he's so as incredible as it but they yeah. do they do one of the one of the favorite especially for kids they do one of the best gi- gimmicks devices that you could do which is the 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 villain discovers his plan in front of you you see him yeah. realize his plan and you Grant, yeah you absolutely do and, and he does it in public too but hugh grant takes it on really well sorry i'm kind of well fuck it anyway um i said it was what, gonna be spoiled. for this <laughs> uh, no, no, I said I said it was going to be spoiler free, and I can't tell we, we how kinda, I can't tell. We're kind of still spoiler free. Like it's this is all okay. Yeah, so I'll just yeah. leave it at that. You see, you see that it happened, and I was like, okay, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to start twirling mustaches or whatever? But Paddington just goes. He says something like he says something really weird, like you need to climb the ladder up to your whatever. And he goes, I know I'll become a window washer. And it's like this perfect segue that he got from the conversation. It wasn't it wasn't just gimmicky, like everything, every scene led to the next thing. Yeah, I did not not see that coming either. It was just like, I I know I'm going to do the most random fucking thing ever. Yeah. And we all just went with it. I, I love that, like, straight up, like, I'm sure they probably dealt with it a little bit in the first movie, but straight up, this bear is hanging out in the neighborhood, chatting to people. He's got friends, like, and I love the how the neighborhood changes when he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, and they As did well. it, again, they did it subtly. Like, yeah. The, like they could have spent ten minutes and, and, like, really pounded our, like, us over the head, but it was like a 30 second sequence, and I totally got it. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I think the movie's a 10 out of 10. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, it really is. I mean, also, like, uh, certain things that they did with the camera, like um, Madame Kozlova's, when she tells them the story about her mother. Oh, and yeah. And the camera pans from her into the past. So it literally starts snowing mid-pan, and they pan into it. And it, mm. I was like, that's all practical. I'm, I'm sure that looked all, like, if not, it was very well done CG, but it looked like the back half of this thing was snowing, and they just turned the camera. So, so whoever's yeah. doing this production design on this thing, like, 
it was even that, like the prison kitchen, the design of that looks almost like it was illustrated for a children's book. Yeah. And like everything is stylized, but not stylized enough. It pulls you out. It's, it's yeah, they all round like production wise, acting wise, story wise, what they're doing with the camera. This is, this is a brilliant movie. Yeah. Not just yeah, like, I that. yeah, I was going to reach for it, but I thought you were rounding down. Um, and not just the big moments, like you mentioned the one with the or the the pop the popping book as they call it. Yes. The popping book comes to life and they're doing I had these those like, as a kid too, so I love those. Yeah. Well they're doing like those swirls, those like weird sweeping shots where they're doing like three hundred and sixty degree um rounds around Paddington while the scenery is changing. Like yeah. <laughs> it's really wild. Um but also the, the the subtle moments, like when Paddington's walking at night, um I think you know it gets dark and there's like a little snow and he's just like walking down mm-hmm. an alley towards a payphone. It's like it's perfect. I mean, the, 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 I don't know if it's composite. It looked real. Like, it looked like it was a real alley. So yep. I, I don't know how they put Paddington in there. But, like, it was so... It was done with such taste. It was so yeah. great. All right. We should probably turn the spoiler alert on. All we're right, we're, people, we're at the 20-minute mark. Let's... Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. Spoilers. I, I tell, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I... Can you imagine making a film like this, just to carry on what we were talking about, like, where you're like protagonist is literally not in the scene. Like they, sometimes they, I guess they had a ball there or on a stick or whatever. They might've been someone running around playing him. I haven't seen them behind the scenes on this, but in some of those (laughs) shots, you're literally just going, you're filming empty plate shots and they framed it perfectly. Like there's never anything where you go, Oh, that looks a bit weird compared to the background. Like they, they, the effects effects guy just did a phenomenal job on lining this up. Like editor, camera, effects, all working together. I wonder a director, a really good director. It just, it pops. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, the subtle things of that too, like sight lines, like actor sight lines, which, you know, every director, you know, they spent, but I don't know how much time they have. Like, dude, the nose to nose with, uh, with knuckles (laughs) when they've gone back and forwards and it's like him. Full face staring down the camera and the knuckles staring. Yeah. Full, yeah. I mean, you have, so you have the, the cast with Hugh Bonneville and Sally Hawkins and then their two kids. Um, like it's, it's really great. And then Julie Walters in the house too. So yeah. like that's, that's a good solid like home base literally. But I said, Hugh Grant makes this movie a 10 out of 10, but also Brendan Gleeson is knuckles. I mean, that's so yes. I just love that you're in jail or in prison and they're like the one person you don't want to talk to is the cook. Like <laughs> that's the one person that you don't want to speak to. And it's Brendan Gleeson. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, is he is going to be having a field day with this. Yeah. But then of course the way he has the tender soul, the way uh, the details, the way that he gets the sandwich in his mouth while he's about to kill Paddington. And then that it's like the fucking moment in Ratatouille when ego like eats I, the Ratatouille. I laughed out loud when that, the sandwich bit happened. I, I laughed out loud when he's There's, when his sandwich is like falling out of his mouth and he's yeah. just like melting. And then I, I laughed again when <laughs> the when the fucking inmates are applauding them for yes. making this meal. <laughs> it's just so they make this meal and and they're all afraid to eat it until Knuckles tells them. And Knuckles is so worried about not pleasing yeah. them. This guy that's so hard. It's like he's 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 like all bullies, right? It's that bully mentality of like bullies are really just hurting you to protect themselves or whatever and, and then, he goes outside and they they, they clap for i thought it was yeah. so funny but then later on they get to like the development where knuckles says something about his aunt oh yeah disparages his aunt and he like 
the the shot they do there is amazing. It's he's just like he's like tilted his head down. There's this expression that shifts slightly on his face. The lighting dims. <laughs> I'm like I I too am a big fan of the hard stare. I feel like I've yeah. perfected that as well. Oh yeah. But this this was just fucking funny. I was like I'm, I'm I was waiting for like the eyes to turn red or some shit. It was that was really well done. <laughs> oh my god, that that's that's really really funny. Ugh, the whole thing, all of his jobs. He's a window cleaner and he cleans. He doesn't have like a dryer or a squeegee, so he just oh, uses fuck. his fur to like clean yeah. the windows. The I mean, people who I didn't got... even ask for it and he's cleaning their windows anyway. I have to rewind that and actually show Therese because there was one uh, she was watching, uh, I think it was Sing, the first Sing uh, with the koala. Uh-huh. And he, he jumps on the windscreen and like that's like shimmying back and forwards in that. And Mm -hmm. she was actually watching that. I'd gone to bed. She was watching it on her own and that happened. And I had to come out and find out what was making my wife laugh like the fucking Joker (laughs) in the living room because she was howling with laughter. So this is probably going to do the same thing. Um, I, yeah, I hope so. Okay. I want to get to Hugh Grant, but I want to wait for a second. Um, we do. We, we, how many kids do you think got turned off marmalade after they saw how it was made? Oh yeah, what the hell? I, that's yeah. not what I expected. I thought that it would just come from a jar. I didn't realize he was going to make it from scratch. Also, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, oh, the orange peels go in it. What? I knew yeah. that already, but yeah, I, that's why I don't eat a marmalade. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know that, but yeah. that's really funny. I love. Um, I think Sally Field was like a good, charming person, nice character. It was a good con between the two parents. They they had a nice, they had a really solid relationship. They were very unique characters, not just because he got married and she didn't. Like that would have been Sally such an Field. easy trip. Oh my God! Buzz me, fuck. <laughs> Sally Hawk. I didn't even see Winning Time last night with Sally Field. Yeah, that was, Sally, a, that was a flashback to Stay Hungry. Sally Hawkins. <laughs> Sally Hawkins, who I love seeing British Sally Hawkins because you know her two most famous American roles are um, Blue Jasmine and Shape of Water, where mm. she um, has a British accent and then um, doesn't speak and then does a. She finish. literally just finished that to go and do this movie. Um, oh yeah, I guess that's around the same time. Um, Shape of Water, yeah. you mean? Yeah, she literally just finished the underwater scenes and then came over and <laughs> is that did right? This. Yeah. Well, and then Blue Jasmine two thousand thirteen and the Paddington one was two thousand fourteen. So maybe maybe that's the secret. She comes oh, no. to America, does an <laughs> Academy Award winning role, and then exports herself back to to England. Yeah, I thought the cast is amazing. I loved the. Um, I love that the prison gets uh, the most amazing fresh fruit yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Okay, so here are the spots that I want to get to for sure. I want to get to the prison break, that whole sequence, which is very Wes Anderson-y, but, and then Hugh Grant. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, let's start with you. Okay. So I, the, 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 the British, like that trope is so great. They did it in Shang-Chi last year with Ben Kingsley. Like to have an actual like self-effacing British actor play like the worst version of themselves, but yeah. thinks they're the best version of themselves. And they even put him in women's clothing. So the whole gambit of British comedy is there. He did makeup. He did the full, <laughs> his, he did a quick, he did multiple costume changes in the act. Um, he made, he had a good lay Miz joke in there. Too. Yes. <laughs> it was like, he was like, Oh, 10 years in prison. He's like, well, I can't relate. I did spend three years in lay Miz Rob. <laughs> like just the toughest <laughs> jokes like that. The way that he's talking to Hamlet, but it's not just Hamlet. He's actually talking to mannequin of Hamlet, and that mannequin is really him when he did Hamlet. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so yeah. When, fun. It, whenever he puts a dis- like a disguise on, it's him and that disguise 
going out as a team, committing the crime. Like he sees them as extensions of himself. And he buys, it's, he it's buys other costumes, I guess. It's insane. I, I guess he buys other costumes. Because this is another thing that it's like, yeah, it's a kid's movie, but this is a, this is for adults. Like adults are watching Hugh yeah. Grant do this. And when he is in the dog costume, he makes these dog food commercials that that um, Paddington actually accidentally roasted him for. Yeah. He's like, oh, you used to be an actor, but now you just do dog food commercials. Uh, anyway, when he's in the dog food suit and then he eats the dog food. <laughs> like oh, my and God. And then the disclaimer straight after, not to be consumed by humans. <laughs> I, it is so, so funny. There's so and many little subtle statements in there. Like The nun to bishop transition, the transition when he's yeah. like busted. They're looking for a crazy nun and, and a full bishop. And you can yeah. see the guard be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're uh your royal whatever, whatever they call the bishops. Your eminence, yeah. It's like I'm so sorry. It's like, why is this bishop walking? <laughs> and then I mean, I know it's a little early in the podcast, but he's in the after credit scene, and the after credit scene is so amazing. <laughs> and I hate after credit scenes. But how how good is that after credit scene? Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I didn't have to go to the West End after all. <laughs> all I needed was a room, but wait, he needed uh, a captive audience. Oh my god, it was so good. Okay. I mean, that's that's the thing. This movie is fun. And like But fucking heavy, man. He goes to heavy. prison. Yeah. Paddington goes to fucking jail. Goes to, goes to Who prison. are these sick people? They, they have all this like, great fun shit. And I then found, he goes I to found fucking that, prison. I found that also like a little bit of a statement on the prison system, because like basically you go to prison and you have these horrible conditions that just turn you into a worse human. And he came in and he refused to bow to that and he gave them a little bit of like just a little bit of nice. And like some decent food, and it changed everyone's personality. I was like, Everybody, this yeah. movie also solved the fucking prison system. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, they treat them the- like human beings. Ah, oh, give them fresh fruit, people. Come on, yeah, nobody wants scurvy. <laughs> that scurvy looked shit. Oh my god, that scurvy looked so so bad. Also, how? Come on, the Red Sox joke. This is so, it's so great that every kid. Oh yeah, I laughed out loud. How bad can it be? Instant cut to how bad it can be. Also, again, the like the, the rules. Like I know sometimes things are realistic. Like prison is bad. Is like obviously they're not going to pretend like it's not. But they they didn't put every single outfit in there. And also, even in the after credit scene, <laughs> there's still pink outfits by the after credit scene. <laughs> One red sock. And then, not only that, every single person next time they're in the lunchroom is just staring at Paddington. Because <laughs> they're all wearing, like, this weird pink yep. prison outfit because of one red one sock. One red sock in one washer. Don't you think it's a bad idea to put the laundry release button underneath the laundry thing, too? Like, he pushed that button. I was like, that's really poor planning. But That was definitely for the kids. That's Yeah. That one was definitely for the kids. Because it dropped, like, literally the door opened, and then the laundry yeah. went, and it all dropped like at once on him <laughs> which is why the red sock was on his head everything was justified everything was justified yeah in every single scene both characters went somewhere else by the end of it whether it was knuckles and paddington whether it was hugh grant and paddington like both characters had to change by the end of the scene it was it's fucking brilliant i, I actually can't believe how well done this was me either and i can't, I can't believe we waited so fucking speaking. long I, I don't know what, and the, the trailer I watched must have been from Paddington 1 so, anyway, which I'm still excited Ryan's to sitting somewhere in Australia right now going, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would be curious to see what, what he would want to say. Okay. Um, but any, anything anything that you have on your channel? I love Jim Broadbent as like the, the guy keeping the magician yeah. secrets too. 
Oh, oh the, wait, you mentioned, wait, really quick, before we do the prison outbreak scene, yeah. you mentioned the the um, the lady that ran the, the fair or whatever and her uh -huh. mom or grandma that was in like the, the circus or whatever. Not, yes. She, she started the fair or whatever. Um, the magician, the magician who disappeared in thin air that Hugh Grant is is emulating yeah. um, for the first time and, and he stole the treasure or whatever it was. That magician... His entrance was so, he had this like fucking hilarious look on his face. It was so good. I was like, he is a murderer, but yeah. man, what a good character. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought that was so well done. Okay, that's it. Cool. Okay, prison outbreak scene. Prison the whole break sequence. Which a, what a heartbreaker. So they're going to convince Paddington to break out of jail. He says no. He eventually says yes, whatever. And they're breaking him out. It's so well done. It's like fucking the life aquatic meets Shawshank Redemption, but breaking out of yeah, and and they get out, and apparently somebody can fly a plane again. I don't know what the rules are, but <laughs> people in prison apparently can fly planes. It's great. Dude, and... it's a talking bear. The rule book's <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I'm buzzing you out of here being a dick. No, you're right. Um, it... What did I, did you see the uh, did you see the end of that sequence? Because I guess I should have seen the end of the sequence coming. I, I think there were too many distractions there for you to actually focus on where that was going. Because there's no way they're going to clear his name overnight. So I don't, th this is the kind of movie that puts you at ease so much that I should have thought the whole time, like, well, how is this going to go wrong? Because this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I didn't think for one second, like, what, how is this is going to end badly? What's it going to do? I just went along for the ride. And when Knuckles, I mean... They're like, you didn't tell him. Again, all these like movie tropes that we should have seen coming a million ways. It's like, if I told him, he wouldn't have come. Like, yeah, yeah, we know. But it's, it, it's, it got me really, yeah. And then, and then Paddington was like, fuck, man, I just broke out of prison. Like, I totally screwed myself. <laughs> I, it was so heavy. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why, like, I know the Paddington stories, like, they are a little heavy like that. Like, they put him in situations but it's, yeah, it's the message overall that comes out in the end. And it's all, all the teachings of his aunt that, like, guide him through all these books and movies now. And movies now. I mean, it's, it's got some fantastic messages for kids. I thought this was, yeah. Oh, I mean, so it, again, it's heavy, but, again, kids need to know there's consequences for your actions. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Hear that, Internet? There's consequences for your actions. I know, but if you're a good person, you could still get in trouble and you could still go to prison wrongfully. So we need to fix the prison the yeah. prison industrial complex. But generally speaking, if you do emanate goodness all the time, good things will come around. Yeah, don't insult actors. They will fuck up your life. That's it. I mean, take care, <laughs> take, take care of your out-of-work actors. Also, if you're yeah. trying to escape prison, don't use a hot air balloon. <laughs> I was like, why are they doing this? They have no idea where this thing's going to land. <laughs> They're yeah. in London. Where do they get a hot air balloon in London? <laughs> the hot air balloon shop. Um, and oh, oh my God. And there was also the Aunt Lucy escape in the prison sequence where he's in the cell and the cell turns into um, like, what if? Like, what if he got to see Aunt Lucy? Like, if he got mm. to break out of jail? Oh, God, it was so touching. Yeah. That whole sequence was like up and then it gets taken away from you at the end. <laughs> I, I mean, wait. How good? Now this is this is why I say like Wes okay, Anderson would have loved this, and it's not just Fantastic Mr. Fox. When <laughs> when Padding the first time Paddington's in jail, and the the family comes to visit Sally Hawkins, Hugh Bonneville, their kids, Julie Walters, and 
so they're at the the radio they're at the the glass with the phones on each side and they're telling this like secret plan of how to get um paddington out of there and somebody i think it's knuckles shouts from the background and they go is somebody there with you paddington he's like oh no no, no nobody's listening it's just knuckles and then and this person and this person and the way they pop their heads in one at yep. a time and they form this tableau to the point where they have to make a joke where they're like this looks like a I mean, flower that like, could that could have been the movie poster it should have been the movie poster <laughs> It's another time where Wes Anderson sees this and goes, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the straight on the back of that too, the the gag where he switches the light off and he's talking about the prisoners. <laughs> like, they're, they're, like we can't trust off. them. They did this, this, and this. And it's, they're like, yeah, you only turn the light off, not the microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. But And then it's, it's, it's really sad, tense. Again, I usually don't like those moments. But the way that Knuckles handles it is perfect. Yeah. God yeah. damn it, this movie's fucking good. <laughs> How good is the China in prison after Paddington's nice? They're like, let's give him yeah. some fresh fruit. We got to give him some fresh. We got some new China. Let's get him yeah, some get China. Get some new China. Yeah. I'm sure people are like donating fucking China to the prison <laughs> after they find out Paddington's in there. <laughs> and then there's the sequence at the end. Filmmaker, what did you think of that with the two trains? And, and Hugh Bonneville finally does his yoga. And then there's just a pole coming right ahead. <laughs> it's, oh my God. Yeah. I could talk about this for hours. Something about Hugh Grant on the train. I was like, this is a James Bond sequence. And Hugh, of course, was rumored to maybe take over for James Bond instead of Pierce Brosnan back in the day. So there's something funny about him doing like a James Bond sequence with fucking Paddington the Bear. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, have nothing, I have nothing to shit on about this movie. This movie's so no, great. Absolutely not. I, I mean, I made one disparaging joke about Hugh Grant at the beginning, but even that I have to take back. So, <laughs> like, he was, he was phenomenal in this. Uh, and I like what he's doing these days. He's on to something. He's yeah. on a roll. He's this on a roll. So good. I'm excited for Paddington right. 3. We, we're going in circles. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else to say about loving this movie. So anyway, Paddington for, 2. For, for sure. Sit down with your family, uh, especially if there's kids, and watch this movie. You will not be yeah. disappointed. Oh, last thing when the judge's wife finally says, Gerald, I want you to shush. It's like, it was like, this is so British. This is so, even Maddie Smith is going, I can die now. The Britishness has been passed on. Yes. Like, I, I'm just kidding. Ma- Maggie, hang, yeah, hang in there. Yeah, we still, yeah, there's yeah. more, there's more room for you. There's more uh, time. She, she upped him in the new Downton movie. Do I look like the kind of person who turned out a Fiddler in France? Yeah. <laughs> the trailer looks good. I don't know. Yeah. My Downton fans out there. Hugh, Hugh Bonneville, there you go. Shout out. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Yeah, well, that's that's all we got for panning. Like you, you'll notice the more we like a movie, the the shorter the episode is. Great. So yeah, uh, this one's pretty short. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's um, let's let's round it up. I said we always finish our episodes with a quick round of what you've been watching. Uh, Dave, you should probably uh-huh. save the good stuff for the Nick Cage movie. But what what have you been watching? Uh, uh, well, I I fixed my Disney Plus this week. Uh, I was having a little fix I was, your Disney Plus. You I are tech. Little, I was having a little trouble with it on uh, on my TV. Like the app wouldn't oh. work, and I found out what the like. I finally figured out what the reason was. Uh, apparently, the Disney servers don't have IP version six, like the new internet format. So if you have that activated, it will fuck up your Disney Plus. So you either need to like switch it switch it over to a different mode, or like turn it off entirely, and Dis- it'll load just fine on a, on a Sony TV on a yeah Bravia TV. Disney. Mm. Yeah. Like what? 
how do you not have the new internet format on your fucking service? But as a, the reason I found this out is because I really, really wanted, because like they have that little thing there about 4K HDR. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let's see what's in there. And I looked and they've redone like Empire, Jedi, all of the, so I sat down and enjoyed Empire in 4K HDR. Jeez. Wait, they, wait, hold on. Wait, I said, yeah, like I knew, I knew. They have a separate sections that's like, if you have a nice TV, watch here. <laughs> well, no, it just lists the ones that they've got on the service that are actually 4K HDR films. Like they've, ah, they've released that. Well, I need to get into that. That's cool. Yeah. So how is Empire in 4K? It looks fucking great. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching? Um, so I actually didn't say this last time, but I, it was actually from two weeks ago. I rewatched Chinatown recently because that's also oh. on HBO Max. And I loved it the first time, but it's been a couple of years and I just was in the mood for something like that. And God damn it, it's so good. That's that a fun comedy romp with a happy ending. That's every, you know, I said that to somebody else and they're yeah. like, oh, what a happy movie. And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was, I was watching the whole time. I was like, this is awesome. I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, I know they die at the end. I was kind of sitting there. I was like, fuck yeah, say the line, say the line, say it. <laughs> like, come on, Jack, it's Chinatown. I was like, yes. Like, I know that, I know that, that it ends tough, but man, that, the movie's good. Uh, and then I actually, the last time I see, I had one episode to go, both Super Pumped and We Crashed. Uh-huh. And so it was actually really funny watching the season finales back to back of how We Crashed ends and how Super Pumped ends. And I stand by what I said about Brian Koppelman and David Levy. And I, they, they got in the way of their own show just a little tiny bit. Like, And also, to all you filmmakers out there, if, if, if you get Pearl Jam's full catalog, don't use it in every single move, movie moment. Because I, I got so sick of hearing Pearl Jam. I was like, first of all, there's no fucking way that the founders uh, of Uber were listening to, to Pearl Jam everywhere they went. Was, Second, it, was it as bad as Live and Let Die? Uh, yes when they played live and, they played the song live and let die like four different ways yeah literally like every time there's a moment they start playing pearl jam and i was like guys this is in 2017 they're not listening to pearl jam stop it like i know you bought the catalog but even the writers every single scene was like you know i saw this movie life you know with ryan reynolds and then they got this sequence and that's basically like what's happening at uber it's like oh yeah well when jackie robinson first came into the league it was like and every single thing was a metaphor that was about sports or pop culture and it got to the point where it was like guys you are you are you are standing in front of the camera like you are te- like get out of the way and let your characters just behave i got pissed mm. off at that yeah yeah that's fine that's fine <laughs> Well, because these are good stories and the shows were done really well. I really like that Super Pumped kept it kind of like PG-13. Like they didn't, you know, they could have been more grotesque and more ridiculous, but they kept it. And we crashed. I actually really liked the way it ended. So anyway, so that's it. That's my story. That's my story. They didn't. They didn't. No. Well, <laughs> I, you, they, you know, I know they didn't, but they're still billionaires. So like, I don't yeah. feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, I feel, fa- I mean, I feel bad for all the employees of these companies. But anyway, that's for another time. So that's what I've been watching. I guess that's it for us, Dave. That's it for us. <laughs> uh, you're going to go ahead and do this episode with John. So everybody, check out our feed. We, we were talking about some cool movies, and um, we'll see we're you We're on soon. TikTok now. And we're on the talk, man. We're putting we're our highlights the up there. I'm try- I, I, it's, I've got a thing going. Apparently, it's almost impossible to get kicked off TikTok, but I'm putting the dirtiest things we've said on there. Come on, let's go. Yeah, let's get banned. That we will, they won't send us to the teenagers who just want dancing videos, but we will, cu- we will find you, listener. <laughs> All right, Dave, it's a pleasure. Until next time. Woo.